Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Cassidy McMillan. Hi, this is Melissa Wilson. Welcome to the Cassidy and Melissa Show. Real talk, real topics, inspiring guests. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you with us today. It's a great day here in California. Yes, welcome everyone. Thank you for being here with us for this uh, latest episode of our show. Yeah, we are really excited, and we have a great guest coming up today. Uh, She is a race car driver with NASCAR and ARCA, and uh, she's just a really phenomenal person, and she's going to talk to us about that. That is so cool. I've always loved racing, haven't you, Melissa? I always follow the sport. Um, Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's great that, you know, Cassie is a female race car driver, which um, is not something that you hear of too often. So I'm really excited to have her on and to talk about that experience with us. And I know you previously have had the pleasure of uh, interviewing her for a magazine article. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have spoken with her before uh, about uh, her racing and also her bullying prevention work. And she's also an animal uh, advocate and uh, does great work there too. So um, she just really does great work. Yeah. So I think we'll be talking a little bit about racing and bullying in this episode today. Yes, absolutely. And uh, a lot's been going on here in California. We've been doing a lot of different things. Uh, Recently, you and I attended the Student Television Network Conference uh, in Anaheim, uh, talking with different uh, journalism students and film students from across the country, and that was really a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. Um, It's great to be a part of that. And, uh, yeah, it looks like we have Kathy on the line with us here. Okay, awesome. Yeah, let's bring her on. Uh, Like I said, we are so excited to have her on, a great friend of mine. And like I said, she's the lead driver for Cassie Gannis Racing. And uh, she races with uh, NASCAR and ARCA, and she's a really cool person. So let's welcome her on the show and get her live here in the studio. Cassie, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Oh, our pleasure. Uh, We are just so excited to have you on. Uh, Just really, really great. So we appreciate you taking the time and and, and being on the show. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. Uh, We're just so talking about how how exciting it is, you know, uh, 
that you're racing cars and especially, you know, just to have that sort of female representation there in racing is really, is really great. Yeah. It's, and it's I know, great to uh, be here. I'll go ahead, Cassie. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry with the, uh, yeah, recording, there's a few second uh, time delay. So go ahead, Cassie. No, go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, it's great to uh, be able to speak with you today, Cassie. I know that, Cassidy has had the opportunity to connect with you before, so I'm looking forward to, um, you know, hearing about your experience with, with racing, and I know we'll talk a little bit about bullying as well. Yeah, definitely. It's great to get different perspectives on stories and about bullying and how people have overcome it and just kind of, I guess, just overcome what people say about you and just kind of just shrug it off and just do your own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Cassie, why don't you, um, you know, start us out by telling us what made you want to be a race car driver. Well, I started out as a swimmer. I just used to be a swimmer. Me and my mom did that. And my dad used to race for fun locally at the local dirt tracks. And I thought it would be fun doing it. And finally, he got me a go-kart and just went from there and now we're in full-size stock cars and trying to get uh, professionally. Wow, that is, like, so cool. And, like, with, you know, being a race car driver, though, there's, you know, so many different challenges um, that, you know, many outside the industry may not realize as well as it, you know, requires um, different sponsorship as well. Uh, corporate brand partners, you know, so it's kind of like a whole other um, thing that goes along with it. But you have some really great sponsors, though, that are helping um, you out that, you know, are are working with you uh, in conjunction with your phenomenal racing. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, sponsorship is a huge part of racing. And this year we have two amazing sponsors come on board with us. One is uh, Tough Tested which they've been amazing so far. They have awesome products, and they they have been nothing but kind to me. And you you really have to look at their products. And they have one that's a solar charger for your phone, your iPad, oh, wow. whatever you want. Um, and it's really cool because I've tried other, like, little battery packs, and they really haven't worked too well and these chargers from Tough Tested have lasted me months with them, and they're great. And then we also have one called uh, Cool Towels, which is an all-natural product that it's basically in a bag. You take it out of the bag, shake it up, and the towel actually becomes cool. And especially oh, wow. here in Arizona, it gets so hot that these yeah. towels work amazing, and you could actually reuse them too. And you don't have to put it in water like some of the other towels you have to have where you put it in water, put it in ice, and eventually comes cool. You literally just take it out of the bag, shake it, and they become cool. Wow. Those are great products, and they sound like they're great for the environment too, both of them. Um, I'm going to have to look into that. I think I want to get some, <laughs> some of those products. They <laughs> yeah, sound those awesome. towels must uh, definitely come in handy for you. Yeah, no, they're they're great. I've used them a bunch of times and they help so much. Yeah, with all with all of that, that's 
it's phenomenal. Yeah, with your racing, like speaking of all the different races you've been in, like maybe what's one of the more memorable races or maybe something that happened, whether good or bad or did something that really stood out to you or, you know, maybe something with the fans there or, you know, uh, something great that happened or just a, a story you'd like to share? Uh, it was probably a couple years ago when we actually went down to Daytona for the ARCA race. And unfortunately, I didn't make it. But it was like a good and bad situation where I learned so much and met a bunch of great people there. And it was just one of those experiences where you can never forget, especially at Daytona. It's one of those well-known tracks that no matter if you know racing or not, you know Daytona. And it it was definitely one of my most memorable times. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, you travel all across the the country. Um, How do you kind of um, do that with, you know, the rest of your schedule? I mean, that uh, takes a lot of time. I mean, yeah, you're probably very busy going all around. Yeah, racing is a very busy schedule. I mean, I work full-time, too, but... I'm lucky to have my work being able to work with my racing schedule as well. So you kind of work back and forth when I need some, like a week off, they'll work with me. And so I'm able to travel or a couple of days here and there. They'll work with me with that. That's really great. Now that it's so important. Yeah. For different companies too, to be supportive of, you know, independent, uh, you know, athletes and artists uh, such as yourself. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was just I was gonna ask. Um, you know, so I'm curious uh, if you could tell us, like, kind of, you know, what are some of the challenges uh, that you've faced as a female race car driver? I mean, being a race car driver um, and a female, for one, is definitely hard because. It is a male-dominated sport. You have to go through challenges of guys don't want you in their sport because you should be on the sidelines being a cheerleader, things like that. So you have to prove yourself to, hey, I'm here to do the same thing you're doing and just prove that that you can do what they're doing as well, no matter if it's racing or anything else that guys can do. Wow, yeah. yeah. No, I'm... Yeah, and I'm curious, like, I mean, are there kind of what's maybe the, the percentage of female racers out there? Um, There's very few female racers, but there are becoming more and more. Like, when I first started racing, there was maybe a handful out on the West Coast, and now there's more. Like, a couple years ago when I was racing down in Tucson, there were three females in the class I raced with. So females are becoming more popular in racing. That's cool. Yeah, that is really awesome. I mean, um, yeah, just the different races I've been to. Yeah, I mean, the obviously like 90, 95% of the drivers were all male. And, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, you know, we really need to get more females in here. Um, aside from, you know, because most people just go, oh, Danica, Patrick, you know, but you know, we need, right, we need more than one uh, female, I mean, and that's why I was so glad to uh, 
connect with you, Cassie, to uh, learn about you and your your racing and uh, the work you do as well. Um, just your advocacy work, also. Like I know you're a big um, advocate for uh, teens and well, uh, adults too, not texting and driving. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that work that you do? Yeah, I go to all types of schools, events, um, military bases, and talk about texting and driving and drinking and driving because those are one of my pet peeves that people nowadays are so addicted to their cell phones because I'll admit I'm addicted to my cell phone because that's how I grew up. Technology has been become so part of everyone's society that we're we're on it nonstop. And actually, the other day, I was coming home from work, and I saw somebody swerving in and out of lanes, and I looked over, and they happened to be texting. Wow. And it was an older, an older lady, too, probably around, like, 40s or so, and it just amazes me that they don't even realize that they're swerving in and out of lanes. They think, oh, I'm in my lane, not doing anything wrong. And right. if they happen to be next to the bike lane, they hit somebody. And yeah. it's just one of my pet peeves that I try to bring awareness to people. No, yeah, I mean, that's great. It's it's really important. Yeah, a few years ago, actually, I was at a red light, and, yeah, a girl slammed her SUV into me in another car, and it was because she was texting. So, um, yeah, I can definitely say, you know, from firsthand experience, and, um, yeah, that's why I tell all my friends, I'm like, no, I don't, you know, have my cell phone on when I drive, uh, whatever. So just know if I'm heading out, you know, it'll, I'll get back to you later. You know, I don't even have the volume on it or anything um, because, yeah, it is so important. So that's really phenomenal work that you do there. It's so important. So many lives are lost every year just because of people texting and driving. It's something that's definitely fixable. So that's great work that you do. Um and also in other advocacy work, I know you speak out about bullying prevention and all that, um, and especially because uh, in school you were bullied. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and the bullying you endured and, and how you overcame it and uh, gained your self-esteem? Yeah, definitely. I mean, in high school I was bullied a lot. I was one of those kids who just kind of wanted to sit to the back of the class not want to be noticed, just be invisible because a lot of the so-called popular kids would pick on me about how I dressed, how I looked. Um, I didn't wear the proper clothing that they had. I didn't wear makeup like them. Um, I had a learning disability too, so I'm dyslexic, so I have trouble reading. And I would read in class, and they would call me stupid because I couldn't be able to read words properly, and it just ruined my self-esteem in high school. And then I thought, why am I letting these people determine how I live my life? Like, I shouldn't be worried about what they're saying to me because they probably have issues, too, that they don't want other people to know about and they're just trying to fit in with the cool people. And I just figured I'm not going to put up with it anymore. So I just did my own thing and 
I kept racing to myself and all that. And all of a sudden, when people figured out that I was racing, it was, oh, I want to become popular and this and that. And these were the people who were bullying me. And I was like, I mm-hmm. don't want to be part of that. You guys still bully people. And I want to... um be somebody who tells other people who are bullying that don't let these people determine your life. Like, you need to do what you need to do and just be yourself. No matter if you're labeled with these cool people as weird, whatever, that's you. You need to just do you and just be yourself. Absolutely. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, so interesting, right, that then when suddenly they see, oh, now you're racing cars, suddenly it's like, oh, now we right, want to be nice to you. That's, yeah. Uh, but it's really great, the work that you do to uh, now speak out about bullying prevention and um, to kind of get the word out. Yeah, we definitely need more empathy and kindness in the world for sure. Yeah, now, I mean, Cassie, that's really great how you've, you know, been able to overcome the bullying and, um, you know, what you went through with all of that growing up. Um, and I know that you started racing early on in your life. So do you think that that, you know, kind of helped you to be able to, to better deal with the bullying as you were going through it? It did, yeah, because when I was growing up, in racing, I mean, there were younger kids who would tell me I shouldn't be racing with them. This is a male sport. And these are five, ten-year-old people telling me this, that I shouldn't be in a car. I'm a girl. This isn't what girls should do. They should be at home cooking for their man <laughs> and all this. And at that point, oh I was like, okay, well, they're kind of right. I mean, it's a male sport, so I shouldn't be doing it. And I was like, no, I like doing this. I'm going to keep doing it. And just kept on doing it. I didn't listen to what they had to say. And no matter what sport you're dealing with or occupation, you should keep doing it no matter what people say. If they tell you no, you should prove them wrong and tell them I can do it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great attitude to have. That is awesome. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I know you've spoken out about your dyslexia in school, too, and how, um, you know, that could tend to isolate you from others. Um, How did you overcome that, you know, to to move forward? Oh, it was definitely hard. I mean, I still struggle with it now, even going through college. I I kept it as big as a secret as I could because, I mean, no matter where you go, there's still people who are going to call you, you stupid and all this because you can't read words properly because something you can't control. Right. So I definitely tried to hide it, but then I also am like, why try to hide it? This is me. Who cares if I can't pronounce these big words or read these big words off a of paper? I'm like, this is still me. And now I just tell people that 
if you have a dyslexia or any type of issue that we shouldn't hide it. That right. we should just tell them, hey, this is what I have and I'm sorry that I can't read properly, but that's just how it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, people, um, many people still don't realize that, you know, it's, it's a medical condition and, um, so it's great as well that, you know, you're a role model out there getting the word out, you know, for all kids, um, girls, boys, uh, both. And, uh, yeah, kind of, I don't know, speaking of that, like if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, um, you know, and tell her, you know, what now you've become and, you know, a successful race car driver and, uh, working to help others, what would you tell your younger self back then in school? I would just tell my younger self to just be true to who I am. And I honestly would not change because that has made me the person who I've become now. And that's what I think a lot of people should do, whether they're bullied, teased, whatever, that they shouldn't go back thinking about the past. They need to look forward and think about what we can achieve and how we can either help others or help possibly stop the problem, too. I mean, you're never going to stop bullying. That's just how it is, unfortunately. But you can help people deal with it and overcome and not prevent accidents, hopefully, and tell them to just push through it. Everything is going to be okay, and it's... To me, it made me a stronger person and look at things differently. And I know people, too, who have bullied people in the past because they were one of those cool people in school, and they regret doing things to other people. So you kind of have to look at it from both angles, and I wouldn't change anything about it. I just always look forward, and it made me stronger, a stronger person of who I am today. That's really great. Yeah, it's really great that you have that perspective and you're able to look at it that way and, you know, not let it hold you back, but use it to really um, inspire you to to do good today and to help others. That's really great, Kathy. Yeah, thank you. I mean, a lot of people look at just negative aspects of, of, like, this is happening to me right now and... I mean, back when I was younger, I didn't really tell my mom about what was going on. But, um, mm. I mean, she knew some things, but I just kept doing I just kept my head down, just do what I had to do. And now it made me a stronger person of who I am. Like, if somebody says something to me now, I just brush it off. It made me have a little bit of thicker skin than what I would have if I wouldn't have brushed it off. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, that's so important. And uh, like I said, just the, I've said before, you know, just it, it's great, the role model that you are for, for, for others. And, um, you know, with getting in, into racing, um, I don't know, what was maybe some of a few other obstacles that maybe you could give advice to uh, up and coming, you know, maybe a, uh, girls who are considering getting into racing but maybe are hesitant or 
just something that uh, maybe you can tell them either uh, process-wise, you know, how they can get into the industry or, or just, uh, you know, self-esteem-wise information maybe or just advice maybe you can pass on? Yeah, I mean, I would just tell them to go for it. I mean, you're not going to they're not going to figure anything out if you just sit at home and do nothing and wishing that you could do it. The only thing that you could do is actually go out and and try it, no matter if it's with racing or anything else. I mean, just go out, try it, do what you know how to do, and go from there. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Try something new. But if this is what you're passionate about, Go for it a thousand percent, and don't let anybody stop you at all. That's great. And like, what's been the best part of racing for you? Like, what what have you, you know, if you had to kind of say, you know, uh, a few things about what it's given you, and you know, how you feel when you're out there racing or after a race, you know, whether you won, lost, qualified, you know, for the next race or, or what have you. Like, what's kind of some of the best parts about racing for you? Definitely meeting all the great people involved in racing. Because, I mean, racing is one of those sports where you meet good and bad people and have to determine who is good and who is bad. And just meeting all these great people who have been part of my life now and that are considered family to me now because I've just known them for so long and... They treat me awesome, and I mean, I probably have five new dads now from racing <laughs> who would do anything for me and drop everything for me. And same thing wow. goes with moms and siblings, and and it's just one of those sports where it's such a family sport where you know everybody, yeah. and everybody will protect you and do whatever. What do they have to do to to help you out? That's really no, great. that's really phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the a message. great uh, you know, that, family. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this lag is getting in the way. But, um, you know, I love how, you know, this message that you have of just kind of, you know, going after your passion and not letting anything or anyone get in the way of that. You know, I think that's so inspiring. And um, it's a message that, you know, it's so important to get out there, especially to... Uh, to young people today who need to hear that, and especially if maybe they're going through a bullying situation themselves. Um, they need to, to hear that it's, it's okay to go for your dreams, and I love how, you know, you're just an example of that. So it's great. Thank you for, for sharing that message with us today. Yeah, it's really awesome. And uh, just uh, as our time's about to kind of run out in a couple minutes here, but um, what uh, what races do you have upcoming or, or things you're looking to uh, to events you're looking to race in that's upcoming? Uh, well, my next race is, I believe it's the first weekend in May. I think it's like the 4th and 5th or something like that. Um, and that's down in Tucson. So if anybody's listening, come on down. You're more than welcome to come down and meet me. And then hopefully I can take some races out on the East Coast as well as some traveling series this year as well. 
Awesome. That's fantastic. And um, where can people uh, learn more about you, you know, your, your website and, and all of that? Yeah, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. Uh, we're currently working on our website right now. So um, that's currently down. But normally it's just CassieGannisRacing.com. But right now you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Okay, great. And your handle on Twitter is um, Cassie Gannis, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, awesome. I want to make sure that people can definitely find you and see about all the um, great things you have upcoming, so that's awesome. And um, where do you want to maybe be in, like, let's say, a, a few years with your racing? Like, where, you know, where would be a good thing where you'd like to be? I'm hoping in the Xfinity series or even um, the Cup series. Awesome. Well, yeah, and like I said, you know, you're just such an inspiration to uh, both girls and boys and um, your, with your racing work and bullying prevention work as well as your um, don't text and drive advocacy work is really phenomenal. So, I mean, really, we just want to thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me so much. Yeah, thank you. It's been great getting to connect with you today. Yeah, and uh, we will definitely have Cassie back on our show to keep you all posted on her fantastic work. And uh, like she said, you can find her on Facebook and Twitter uh, and on her website, which is relaunching uh, soon. And so that is awesome. And once again, we thank Kathy so much for joining us. Uh, as we know, her schedule is so busy. And uh, we wish Kathy all the best. And like I said, we will definitely have you back on, Kathy. So thanks again. Yeah, awesome. Thank you guys so much. All right. And thank so we you. will wrap up. Yeah, we'll wrap up this episode. And we wish you all a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.